Greenville Health System's vision is to transform health care for the benefit of the people and communities we serve. In order to better communicate, we proudly present this podcast series, Inside Health, brought to you by Greenville Health System. Here's Melanie Cole. Millions of Americans suffer from dry eye. Are you one of them? My guest today is Dr. Alan Leahy. He's the Chief of Ophthalmology at Greenville Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Leahy. Tell us a little bit about dry eye. What is it, and how do you know if you have it? Well, dry eye is one of the most common problems um, in the world right now as the baby boomers get older. Um, The biggest symptoms that people experience are burning, irritation, redness, tearing, fatigue of the eyes, and one of the biggest is fluctuating vision. A lot of people are often surprised when they hear, well, if I have dry eyes, how can I be tearing? Well, it's your cornea sending a signal to the brain that the cornea is irritated and we need to turn on the faucet. So one of the glands, the lacrimal glands, that normally just turns on for emotional tearing or when you're cutting an onion, kind of turns things on so that the excess tears will get made to make up for the deficiency or the evaporation. So it's a very common problem. Um, and the two major components of dry eye are uh, people not producing enough tears. That's only about 10 to 15% of folks, whereas about 85% have a problem with increased evaporation of the tears. So they make enough tears, but they evaporate too quickly, and that's something called meibomian gland dysfunction. So tell us about tears. What is their purpose, really, besides, you know, when we're sad about something, they sort of show up. But what is their main purpose for eye health? Well, the tear film is your first defense for your ocular system and for the eye. It's basically your immunoglobulins are there to help prevent against infection. It's a way to keep the surface of the eye clean, and it takes away irritants, and it takes away debris that can uh, fly into your eye. Um, It's also responsible for about 10 to 15% of the focusing ability of the eye. Everyone thinks about their normal natural lens or their cornea, for all their focusing ability, but the tear film is is very important. And that's why folks that have a problem with dry eye have a lot of issues with fluctuating vision where at 10 o'clock in the morning, their vision might be pretty good, and at 10.30, it it kind of fogs in and out, and then they put a teardrop in, and hey, it's better again. Dr. Leahy, if people are experiencing these symptoms, when do they know it's time to go see an ophthalmologist? Well, most people find that, you know, they've gotten tired of having the fluctuating vision. They're having fatigue often where their eyes feel tired and they find that they can't do their normal job or hobbies by looking at the computer or reading. They're having a lot of difficulty with irritation, redness, fluctuating vision. And when those things start to happen, most folks will seek out professional help, whether it's with their ophthalmologist or a cornea specialist for dry eye or their optometrist. And usually most of these folks can be helped with early treatment just with some artificial teardrops. Often many folks will try this on their own. But nowadays we can do a lot more things um, for treatment um, if tears alone don't seem to help their symptoms. We often can use topical steroid drops, um, topical cyclosporin drops, which many people know as restasis. They may have seen advertisements on TV for it. Um, Other drops, antibiotic drops, often help lower the bacteria that live on our normal skin and on the lids so that we decrease the inflammation. Oral agents such as uh, fish oils, omega-3s and 6s also help. And sometimes oral antibiotics also help open up those meibomian glands that we discussed before. 
Um, years ago, many people used uh, plugs to sort of plug up the bathroom drain, if you may, and, and to overflow those tears. And that's still done nowadays, but not as early as it was years ago, because we now know that we need to decrease the inflammation before doing that, because if we just well up the tears for somebody and they have excess tears there on top of their corneas and we don't decrease the inflammation, that actually may do more harm than good. If you do decrease the inflammation and people get a prescription for a certain type of medication to help them with this, is this something that goes on for their life or is it something that goes away or comes and goes? Well, dry eye, unfortunately, is a chronic condition. We do not have a cure for dry eye. We can definitely treat it. And the whole goal of the treatment is to get their activities of daily living back to where they would like them to be. Um, so they may always have to use some type of teardrop or a prescription drop or use it for six months or a year, get off it. They may do fine for several years and then have to get back on it again. So these it is something they have to maintain all the time. And it may be as simple as using an artificial tear a couple times a day and a warm compress on the lids once a day to open up some of those glands that secrete the oils that prevent evaporation of your tear film. Does it hurt or affect us if people are, you know, rubbing their eyes a lot? And can dry eye affect your vision in the long term? Well, dry eye can um, affect your vision in the long term if it goes untreated. However, most people have enough symptoms and irritation and redness that they know that they, they need some help with um, what's going on on their, their eyes because they hurt. Um, if they don't seek treatment over time, yes, you can get corneal scarring um, that could cause a permanent decrease in vision. And it would be silly to have to undergo some type of surgery such as a corneal transplant for untreated dry eye. Now, that would be rare, but it could happen. Uh, nowadays, there are a lot of options besides what we talked about already. Um, some of the things that are nice is testing can be done to take out the subjective part from the patient. Well, I think I feel this. Um, there are ways we could actually measure the concentration of the tear film and to see how dry it is. There are also ways that we can look at the individual glands in the meibomian glands, the 40 of them, the lower lid and the 30 in the upper, um, and actually put that on a large screen so that um, the patient can actually view his own glands and see where the problems are. And then if there are problems with the glands, there are treatments now such as Lipiflow, which is the newest FDA-approved uh, treatment for dry eye approved in 2012, where we can actually, in the office over 12 minutes, open up all those glands and folks can get significant relief from anywhere from nine months to two years. Wow, and what's involved in that procedure? Well, the Lipiflow is a, a way to uh, do a warm massage on the lids, and it's basically a small applicator that goes over both eyes, and it wraps around the upper lids and the lower lids while somebody's lying back in a chair. And it kind of feels, it basically is, is warm heat on the eye. The, the lids are heated up to 108 four, Point five degrees Fahrenheit. That sounds hot, but remember, your normal body temperature is 98.6. So it's only elevating the temperature by about 10 degrees over your baseline. And while it's doing that, at the same time, it's putting pressure and squeezing the upper lids and the lower lids to milk those glands. And that allows a lot of the thick secretions that are in those glands and causing blockages to be 
released, then your normal lipid that you make in those glands can be released to help prevent evaporation of your tear film. So it is a great option for uh, people where other methods have failed. Is there anything else that you would like to add in just the last few minutes, Dr. Leahy, about dry eye? And tell the listeners, please, your best advice, what you really want them to know and why they should come to Greenville Health System for their eye care. Well, the biggest thing with dry eye that I often find as a cornea specialist is it's a frustrating condition, both for the patient and the physician. By the time I'm seeing these individuals, they've often seen six to eight different ophthalmologists, and often they're just sort of given tears and told, well, use the tears. There's not much that we can do for you. Well, that's really not correct nowadays because there are so many different modalities that we can use now to aggressively treat dry eye to manage this so it doesn't become more of a chronic problem as they get older. So no matter what they've been told in the past, they really need to believe that there are many alternatives that may not have been explained to them in the past. And there has a, been a lot of research in dry eye over the last 10 years and a lot in the last, um, especially the last five years, uh, National Institutes of Health has actually convened a couple of dry eye workshops um, to look at this problem. So people should realize there is a lot more available for them for dry eye treatment than there was even five, six years ago. Thank you so much, Dr. Leahy, for such great information. You're listening to Inside Health with Greenville Health System. For more information, you can go to ghs.org. That's ghs.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.